Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. What's going on, everybody? Greg Ehrenberg here from Stochastic.com, and it's Friday which means I'm about to be breaking down Saturday's UFC card, the main event between Mackenzie Dern and Angela Hill. So I'm going to be walking through on this video some of my favorite DraftKings plays for classic contests. Going to be talking about Rainmakers and then also going to be building a Rainmakers lineup at the end with some of the cards that I have in my collection. So as you guys come in, if you do me a favor, like the video and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And also, if you guys have not checked out Rainmakers yet over at DraftKings, Here's a really easy way to do so. We've got a link for it below in the description box. You click on that, and that is going to get you a totally free starters pack for the PGA product. You get to pick a stud golfer, golfers like John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler. Those are some of your options. You click on that, and then also, in addition, you're going to be getting other golfers to help fill out a PGA Rainmakers lineup for you, and that's totally free. So if you haven't checked out Rainmakers, I recommend doing it because it's a free way to win some money. But we are here to talk about UFC. So let's pull some of the stats up on the screen that I like to look at, just at UFCstats.com. Generally, when I'm doing my fight analysis, breaking stuff down, these are the numbers that I look at. So I like to share it on screen while I walk through these fights with you guys. And I'm going to start by talking about the main event, Mackenzie Dern against Angela Hill. And it's funny, this is not a fight that I'm going to have a ton of exposure to in DFS, but the only bet that I've placed on the card is on this fight. And uh, let's break it down, and I will lead into what I have as my bet, which is uh, Mackenzie Dern plus 180 to win by submission because I kind of think it's submission or bust for Mackenzie Dern. If she does not submit Angela Hill, I assume Mackenzie Dern loses the decision. She's extremely tough. She's extremely durable. We haven't really seen her hurt at all in the UFC, but one thing that ends up happening in a lot of her fights is if she's not able to take her opponents down, if she's not able to have grappling success, she's not a very good strike. She typically ends up losing She only lands 3.02 significant strikes per minute. She absorbs 4.39. Angela Hill is going to have a mass advantage on the feet. But conversely, Mackenzie Dern has a mass advantage on the ground. The question just becomes, will she be able to get it there? And yeah, historically, a very not successful wrestler, Mackenzie Dern. Her grappling, as good as it gets in the UFC, but she only lands 0.61 takedowns per 15 minutes. And then on the other side, Angela Hill has had improved takedown defense over the course of her career, 77%. With that said, the submission defense is a little bit wanting for Angela Hill. We have seen her submitted against grapplers who are nowhere near as credentialed as Mackenzie Dern. Uh, Going back through some of her submission losses, she got submitted super quickly by Ronda Marcos. Yeah, that's not a great look. Ronda Marcos is uh, not nearly the submission grappler that Mackenzie Dern is. She's a better wrestler, but still not great that we saw Angela Hill submitted against Ronda Marcos. And then she had also a submission loss against Rose Namajunas. 
These did come a number of years ago, but I do think that Angela Hill is susceptible on the mat. Just the question becomes, will Mackenzie Dern get it there? And this is where I think the five rounds plays a big factor. And also, one of the reasons why I don't necessarily love this fight for DraftKings. Number one, it's expected to be super popular. In our ownership projections, we currently have Mackenzie Dern projected for around 40% ownership. And then on the other side, we have Angela Hill projected for around 30% ownership. So, uh, you know, more than two-thirds of the field's lineups in our projections are expected to have exposure to the main event. Obviously, there's some upside here considering it's a five-round fight, but I'm going to be underneath the field on those numbers that we have projected. But here's why I'm going to ultimately pick Mackenzie Dern to win by submission. I think she has such a big grappling advantage, and the fight being a five-round fight instead of the three-round fight that it was originally booked for last week, it's only going to take one takedown for Mackenzie Dern to end this fight at any point in time. And she's a very aggressive wrestler. She's not successful. Only 11% takedown accuracy lands 0.61 takedowns per 15 minutes. But should we just find one of those takedowns over the course of a 25-minute fight? I think she's very live to win by submission. That's ultimately what I think is going to happen. So Mackenzie Dern, she is my preferred play for DraftKings purposes. But like I said, I'm going to be underweight to the field. My real favorite play in this fight is going to be that plus 180 number on Mackenzie Dern. At the time I'm recording, she's plus 180 to win by submission. The best available number is at FanDuel Sportsbook. And then on the money line, she's minus 180. But like I said, if she doesn't win by submission, I don't think she's winning the fight. So Mackenzie Dern, I think her path to victory is a submission. I like those odds at plus 180. Now, if we look through the rest of the card, this is a super, super fun card for GPPs. There are a lot of fights that I expect to finish early, and there's also a ton of variance on this card. So it is a really difficult one to build cash game lineups for. For tournaments, though, there are a lot of fights that I want to hone in on, and I'm just going to highlight as I go through these fights the ones that I think have the most opportunity to finish early, and then I'm going to highlight some of the individual fighters that I like. So going through this card from the start, Takashi Saito against Themba Garimbo. This is a wrestler versus grappler matchup. I think Garimbo is either going to land takedowns early and submit Sato, or I think Sato knocks him out early. So this is a fight that I think is very live to finish early. Natalie Silva is the biggest favorite on the card. I prefer her. Actually, here, we'll, we'll open up some of the stats here. I like Natalie Silva more for Rainmakers purposes, where we don't have to worry about salary at all. I'm holding some Rainmakers cards of her. I'm certainly going to be using them. The problem with her for DraftKings purposes, it's kind of hard to get up to the 9,700 salary. And we have her projected right now to be owned in right around 50% of the field's lineups. I'm going to be underweight to the 50% of Natalie Silva. My preferred way to get exposure to her is going to be in Rainmakers. Like I said, she's going to have advantages pretty much everywhere over Victoria Leonardo. It's just really difficult for a fighter who's as expensive as Natalie Silva to land in the optimal lineup because you need her to outscore pretty much everybody at the high end. And there are a lot of fighters that are projecting to finish potentially early on this card. And then you also need a bunch of cheap fighters to go off and win their fights as well to give the salary space to get up to a Natalie Silva. So the $9,700, that's a pretty tough pill for me to swallow. So I will be underweight to the field to her for tournament purposes. If you guys are playing cash games for this card, she's super safe for those kind of purposes. I like her for Rainmakers, but for uh, the just 9700 salary, it's going to be a tough one for me to get to. Uh, other fights that I really want to focus on, Orion Kosi against Gilbert Urbina. Kosi fights super aggressive, both him and his brother. Two Kosi brothers in the UFC, similar fight style. They kind of fight balls to the wall usually in the first round. And then if they don't get a quickish finish, 
they start to gas and fade. So just for that kind of upside, I think Kosi either wins early or Urbina wins late. So that's another fight that I'm going to be targeting. And now I want to talk about Mahashate against Borchev because this is a fight that I like Borchev's striking. His wrestling defense, absolute dog shit. Maybe the worst that we've ever seen in the UFC. Look at how many times we saw Borchev taken down in his recent fights. 11 times against Mark Chikese, who's not traditionally known as a wrestler. And then nine times he was taken down against Mike Davis, another guy who's not traditionally known as a wrestler. Now, here's a good thing for him about this matchup against Mahashate. Mahashate has never landed or attempted a takedown during his time in the UFC. So this fight is going to take place on the feet. And by the way, this is also something we've seen as an issue for Mahashate in his career. He has a 45% takedown defense. Borchev, 31% takedown defense. Good matchmaking by the UFC. Get rid of the wrestling. Get rid of the grappling. Give these guys each a striker where they could stand and bang. And this is a fight that, given the power of these two, I think it finishes in the first or second round. Somebody's getting knocked out. I do like both sides of it, but I'm going to lean towards Borchev, especially because of some of the leverage we're getting here. Or I shouldn't say leverage. Just some of the ownership on him relative to some of the other high-priced fighters. So, Borchev, who if he wins, I expect to win by knockout and I expect him to score really well, but he's currently projected for significantly less ownership than Anthony Fluffy Hernandez. He's projected for much less ownership than Mackenzie Dern and Natalie Silva. So when we've got these other fighters who maybe a little bit, well, actually for sure, a little bit safer to win, but all of comparable upside, I like Borchev as a pivot off of these fighters in large field tournaments. He's something to be focusing in on. I also love his upside for Rainmaker's purposes. Mahashate is a live underdog that has knockout upside for sure, but my preferred side of this fight is going to be Borchev, and I like the ownership on him relative to some of the other expensive fighters. Now, walking through some of the other fights on this card, Diego Fajera against Michael Johnson. I like Fajera a lot. It's hard to know what to make of the long layoff. He has not fought since... December 18th of 2021. So we're looking at about a year and a half layoff for Diego Fajera. He's also old. He's getting up there in age, born in 1985. So we're looking at a fighter who at lightweight is closing in on 40 years old, which is never great. But at the same time too, Michael Johnson's a little bit past prime. If these two fighters are fighting each other in their peaks at their primes, I'm picking Fajera in this matchup all day. I just don't know what to make of it considering the long layoff. I wouldn't put too much into the recent losses of Fajera because they're all against elite opponents. Benil Darius, Gregor Gillespie, and then also Matush Gamrot. So I don't put too much weight into those. The layoff is definitely concerning for me. Fajera also had a knee injury. This is a fight, though, considering there's so much variance and two older guys, wrestler, also a, another wrestler-grappler versus striker matchup. I expect the winner of this fight to score well. I just don't really know what to make of it considering the really long layoff for, for Fajera. And then how Michael Johnson himself is just extremely inconsistent, but really good fight to target. Another one that I think we should be targeting, Andre Fialo against uh, against Joaquin Buckley. So Buckley has a number of really, uh, really spectacular knockouts on his highlight reel. But something else we've seen a little bit more from Buckley lately, he's been showing other elements to his game, particularly in the takedown department. And his cardio looks much improved versus what it was in previous years. He's also going to be cutting down to 170, which we haven't seen him fight at recently. So it's unknown how that is going to impact him. But the cut to 170, I think, should really help him size-wise in this matchup. So 
I like the upside of Buckley against Fialo. Fialo is always super dangerous early, but if Buckley could survive some of the early exchanges, I like him to take over this fight. And like I said, there have been some fights where we've seen him get his wrestling and grappling going. Some tough matchups early against, uh, lately against Chris Curtis and Nasruddin Imavov, but some other ones. We saw him land five takedowns against Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. We saw him take down Antonio Arroyo and win uh, that fight ultimately by knockout, but he was able to get some of the wrestling going. But the one that really stood out to me, the Abdul Razak Al-Hassan fight, where he landed five takedowns. I think that's another path to victory here for Buckley. So uh, Fialo, I think, is knockout dependent. Buckley could win by knockout. Buckley could win with wrestling. If this goes the distance, I think Buckley has a little bit more cardio in his back pocket. So Buckley is somebody that I'm going to be honing in on on tournaments. And then uh, one other fight too, Emin Shabazzian against Anthony Hernandez. Interesting, interesting fight. I think the line is maybe a little bit too wide, but the upside in both of these fighters is pretty apparent to me. Anthony Hernandez, when he wins his fights, it's with his wrestling and grappling. And when Edmund Shimbazian loses, it's because he gasses and he just gets wrestle fucked. So we look at these last couple of fights for Fluffy Hernandez, lands eight takedowns against Josh Fremd, lands eight takedowns against Marc-Andre Barrio. Look at the Shabazian losses as of late. Shabazian, when he lost to Jack Hermanson, he was taken down three times. When he lost to Derek Brunson, he was taken down four times. Here's what's going to happen in this fight. Shabazian is either going to knock out Anthony Hernandez in the first couple minutes of the fight, or Hernandez is going to take him down like six times, maybe finish him and score a million fantasy points. So whenever we get these wrestler-grappler-type matchups, I generally am going to lean uh, the wrestler-grappler matchups versus the strikers. I typically lean more towards the wrestling and grappling. It is a little bit less variance than the strikers who are looking for the KO. But if you do look at Anthony Hernandez's losses, loses to Kevin Holland, gets knocked out in 39 seconds, loses to Marcus Perez, gets submitted in the second round, and did not look great in that fight. So that's typically how Hernandez loses. It's by early finishes when he doesn't win, and that is the path to victory for Shabazi. And so it makes sense to play both sides of this fight, but I'm going to be higher on the Hernandez side. Now, the one other fight here that I kind of glanced over that I want to talk about, Themba Garembo against Takashi Sato. Another one of these fights. Wrestler, grappler, going up against the striker. Garimbo kind of has underrated wrestling and grappling, in my opinion. If you look at him in the UFC, it's he's only had one fight against AJ Fletcher, but Fletcher is super strong, also a pretty well-credentialed wrestler. And Garimbo landed 4.53 takedowns per 15 minutes in that fight. He's going up against Takashi Sato only as a 60% takedown defense. So I haven't bet Garimbo in this fight. Like I said, the only bet that I've placed so far is Mackenzie Dern plus 180 to win by submission. I'm strongly considering betting the Grimbo money line at minus 110 just because I do think he wins this fight more often than he loses. Whoever wins should score extremely well for fantasy purposes, but I'm going to be higher on the Grimbo side. I think this is a really strong fight to target in the mid-range and a lot of wrestling upside for Grimbo. If he wins, I do expect him to score probably north of 100 points, potentially an early finish. But even if this is a fight that goes into the second or the third round, I think he's going to rack up a whole bunch of takedowns. Like I said, we saw him do it in his UFC debut against AJ Fletcher. It was a fight where we did end up seeing him, despite getting stopped in the second round, he was able to land a couple of takedowns before it got there. So uh, I do think that there's a pretty big upside for Garimbo in this fight. So he's going to be a priority for me. Nothing else that I really want to talk about. I feel like I've gone through most of the fights that I'm going to be targeting. So let's go and check out Rainmakers. 
Also, if you guys could do this for me, do me a favor, just like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, a couple clicks of the button, it helps us out in the YouTube algorithm. Let's, oh, that wasn't what I wanted to click on. Back to the lobby. Back, back. I got lucky. I have a, I have a few legendary cards for this fight. Uh, two of them are Anthony Hernandez's. I wouldn't mind selling one of them before the start of the card, but I'll just play with them if that doesn't end up coming to coming to fruition. So since we're building the legendary, I'm going to start with Anthony Hernandez. I do have a serial number one Anthony Hernandez, which is also kind of cool. Just for the safety, I'm going to plug in Natalie Silva in here. Like I said, for Rainmaker's purposes, I like her a lot more than for the Classic Contest. She's $9,700. We don't have to worry about that for Rainmakers, and I just think she's very safe to pick up a win. Uh, so let's see, what else do I like? Don't want to really play Latifi in this lineup. I'll go with Buckley. I think Buckley is... There's so few safe fighters on this card. I mean, even Hernandez could get knocked out early. Like, Natalie Silva's the only one who I'm super confident ends up winning, but... Buckley in a win, I expect to score well. Hernandez should score well in a win. That's more what I'm going to be focusing on for Rainmaker's purposes is if, if some of these fighters win, will they score well? Kosi, potentially. Mm, I'll just plug, just because I have a bunch of them, I'll plug one of my Chase Hoopers. We know the path to victory for Chase Hooper whenever he fights. He's either getting takedowns and winning and scoring a bunch of points, or he's not getting takedowns, he's getting hurt on the feet, but there always is some scoring upside from, so I'll plug him in. And then I guess I'll just go with Mackenzie Dern as well. Like I said, I'm going to be underweight to her in large field tournaments for classic contests, but for Rainmakers, where that's less of a concern, the ownership is just kind of flat because it's just how many cards of everybody there is, I'll plug her in here. All right. So that is going to do it for me. Lineup submit. Nice. All right. If you guys want to check out Rainmakers and you haven't done it yet, use the link below. It's going to get you a totally free starters pack for PGA Rainmakers. Zero risk to you. Totally free. You have a chance to win some free prizes. I know we had uh, Nolan who works here. He claimed a starters pack and he, he won like a hundred bucks the first slate that he ended up playing. So just an easy way to make some free money. Check that out by clicking on the link. And then, like I said before, if you guys haven't done it yet, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you have any questions or comments for myself, check out Chalkboard. It's a totally free to download app that we have a link for below. In addition to that, it's free to download the app, also free to get into our channel. We post additional bets in there. We sweat bets with you guys, and it's totally free. No risk for you, so go check it out. That's going to do it for me, guys. I hope you enjoy the card. I hope you have a great weekend, and I'll see you back here next week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, saver. Whether you're saving for that trip to the tropics or saving for an emergency, now is the time to take advantage of Wells Fargo's savings options. Wells Fargo offers savings accounts that can help you save towards your goals. So, what are you saving for? Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash save to open a savings account today. Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Member FDIC. 